What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And now, live from the Wallenberg Studios in the heart of Utah, the Wallenberg Radio Network is proud to bring you The Brian Wallenberg Show. The Brian Wallenberg Show. A conservative take on politics, news, and current events, and even things the other guys don't talk about. And now, here's your host, the award-winning broadcaster, Brian Wallenberg. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of The Brian Wallenberg Show of 2021. And welcome back to yet another episode and... Great to ring in the new year. It's 2021. As 2020 is behind us, uh, hopefully we have a better 2021. But not if Joe Biden and the Democrats actually take over. Which may or may not happen. Find out this week. But 2020 has been a heck of a year. Glad that's behind us. Hopefully we can move on to better things in the the new year here. Um, Yeah, we have lots to talk about. Uh, this is going to be uh, another special episode. A one-hour episode. Just because I got so much to talk about. Um, as we head into one of the most important weeks that we're going to have politically for a while. Uh, lots going to happen. A lot has happened uh, over the New Year's and everything. So um, let's go ahead and get things started with a little bit of breaking news. And now Brian has a breaking news update. Well, apparently we had a Another church shooting, also in Texas. And this one is a little bit, uh, well, just a little bit different than the usual ones. Um, So on Sunday morning, a pastor was killed and two other people were injured um, after a suspect allegedly disarmed uh, the church leader and opened fire. Now, see, what happened was there was a suspect that was fleeing from police Saturday night, and he hid out in a church. Uh, He was locked inside. A pastor discovered him in the bathroom. He apparently left. Uh, Police were in pursuit. He goes into the church and starts shooting. So it's a little different. So he wasn't just after people of worship. Um, He's basically just a criminal. Now, it's, it's sad that this happened. I mean, I hate to see it happen because this brings out the lefts and the anti-gun. Oh, you take away all the guns, this stuff won't happen. Well, as we all know, that's not the answer. But that's apparently where this is going to end up going. Now, we've had a lot of horrible events over basically this is the past week with deaths and shootings and all that stuff. Um uh, it, 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 it's very sad. I hate to have to see that. I hate to have to keep, uh, 
reporting on it, apparently. Um, but it's kind of a a, a reality. It's like uh, with the uh, Nashville bomber on Christmas Day and the bowling alley shooting and stuff. Uh, you know, this is where people need to defend themselves, and this is where we need to exercise our Second Amendment rights. Uh, apparently... There's no magic button you can push to shut it off. It's just, it's going to keep happening, unfortunately. So we'll have to just have to deal with it and uh, do our best to protect ourselves. So apparently, yes, I hate to have to uh, report on that, and also hate to have to report on this. Just sit right back, then you'll hear a tale, a tale of a Remember uh, Gilligan's Island? I remember that, too, from when I was a kid. Well, apparently, COVID-19 has claimed another life. Another life of a uh, celebrity. So Don Wells, who played Marianne on the TV show Gilligan's Island, passed away on Wednesday from COVID-19 at the age of 82. So, uh, yeah, apparently another sad story to have to report, but... um, yeah, Don Wells lived a uh, great life, apparently. Um, you know, but she will be missed. And uh, you know, any loss of life that we have is is tragic. And I hate to see. I hate to see this. I mean, I hate reporting on it, like I said, but it's kind of a reality. So if you all remember Gilligan's Island and Don Wells, well, you'll definitely be missed. So. Um, Anyway, let's uh, continue on with the program. Go on now to our next story. There's a civil war brewing in America between Democrats and Americans. Find out the latest in Civil War II. Okay, as we know that um, Republicans and Democrats, the war is heating up, uh, conflict all over the place. Now, I always defend our right to protest, uh, peaceful protest, and that's in the Constitution. We have this as a right, but the protests go too far. Obviously, they go too far when they're uh, riots, and they also go too far when you go to someone's home. Now, I'm okay with marching around the Capitol with signs or on the street across from the White House or whatnot, picketing signs. I like the... Uh, Republicans and American patriots that um, line the streets with American flags, waving them and all that stuff, which is going to happen on Wednesday when the when Congress, the joint session, is going to count the votes for uh, president. We're going to see a lot of that, and I support all that. However, what I don't support, whether they deserve it or not, is going to someone's home. Uh, over New Year's uh, weekend, well, Nancy Pelosi's house got vandalized. Basically, the garage door, um, it was spray painted, you know, people want $2,000 stimulus and they're saying even that's not even enough. They want everything. Basically, that's what it turns out. They want more. They want five, six, ten thousand $10,000 or whatever. So they wanted to make their... Uh, voices heard there's fake blood a pig's head 
Uh, Nancy Pelosi also reported that they showed their genitalia to the security camera and blah, 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 you know. Um, you know, you know, I know Nancy Pelosi's been, uh, due to be the victim of a protest, um, because of her wild leftist views and being radical enough, but, uh, that's kind of crossing a line, you know, let's leave people's houses alone. And the next day, cause we thought that, well, you know, if it was over the $2,000 stimulus checks that we're not getting at this point, uh, that wasn't Nancy's fault. Nancy and them passed it. It's Mitch McConnell who blocked it. So the next day, Mitch McConnell's house in Kentucky got uh, vandalized a little bit there, spray painting on the door. Um, it's been picketed many times before. I mean, he's a Republican, so people are going to be out there with signs a lot and happen but I'm just going to say this leave people's houses alone I mean you know pick it outside their office go outside the capitol wave your flags do whatever um, but leave their homes alone like I said whether you think they deserve it or not you know whether they think it's kind of funny maybe Nancy got what she deserved or whatever but no that's you know, keep it reasonable. That's my philosophy on this. Uh, let's not overdo things. So, anyway, uh, let's continue on. Like I said, we have lots to talk about with uh, the election, which is, you know, like to think that it was over, but uh, we do have a uh, big week. Coming up, uh, basically, this week in Washington. Your voice, your vote. It's time now for election coverage. So, we have a couple things going on. Well, we have the Georgia, both are Senate runoff races, which is going to be a big one. It uh, determines who controls the Senate. Um... Depending upon if the Republican candidates win, uh, apparently they're behind in the early voting. But, you know, the Republicans vote on the election day. Uh, it's rumored that a lot of Republicans are going to stay home because of a rigged election or whatever. Um, apparently, I don't understand how. If they lose, how does uh, Republicans not control the Senate? Because. The Republicans will still have 50 senators. The Democrats, 48, uh, with two being independents. But that's something that I don't know how they work that out. We'll figure that out after Tuesday, uh, provided that the two Republican candidates lose, uh, should they lose. Um, So apparently... You know, the news media has been all over this. Obviously, you know, fake news media gets out there. Uh, Conservative news media. The critics go out there. So, Laura Trump uh, was uh, interviewed recently. And she explains a little bit about, well, more about what happens on Wednesday, January 6th, during the joint session of Congress, when they 
count the official electoral votes. What exactly is going to go down on January 6th? Well, this is really the date of ultimate significance. So it is the date that Congress certifies the election. So um, it's funny because you haven't heard, Dr. Gina, much about this out there. And I kept having people come up to me and say, is there hope, you know, post uh, December 14th when the electors voted? Um, is there still hope? Absolutely there is because the reality is the, the founders of this country set up this process for a time such as this. So what will happen on January 6th is that it is a joint session of Congress. And all of the, uh, the electoral votes have now been sent to Washington, D.C. They will be opened by Vice President Mike Pence and read aloud for the joint session of Congress. And if two House members object to the votes for Joe Biden, just two, then everybody takes a break. They split up, the, the Senate and the House divide, they go debate, and then they ultimately have to vote to decide the outcome of this election. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Each senator gets one vote. Now, we know, we've been talking about, we just talked about how important it is to hold the majority in the Senate, but we do right now have the majority in the Senate, and don't forget the vice president also counts as a Senate vote. Right. So, Senate gets one vote, and then uh, as far as the House is concerned, it is each delegation. So that doesn't mean that each House member gets a vote. That means each delegation, so each state ultimately gets a vote. Well, what's, what's really interesting about this, Dr. Gina, the Republicans are in control of 30 of those votes. The Democrats are in control of only 20. So if it comes down to a vote and the Republicans in the House and the Senate decide, gosh, there was so much fraud in this election. We have evidence of it. We have affidavits, thousands of them that the campaign has gotten. Um, we have evidence of the fact that there were more people that voted in the state of Pennsylvania than even were registered to vote. Thousands of dead people voting. If for whatever reason they decide they will not certify this for Joe Biden and they vote for Donald Trump, then guess what? Donald Trump remains president of the United States for the next four years. So yeah, so, well, it's kind of interesting because I've heard a couple of things. I heard one that the delegation vote, that, that only happens, you will know, we'll see, that'll happen where uh, the House will pick the president, Senate, the vice president. But I, I, I heard, it, heard it a little differently. Now, I don't know which one's true, but I heard that that's only if the House and the Senate, when they vote separately, if they come up with different outcomes, then it goes to that. But, uh, well, Laura might be right there. So, I mean, you know, but as we can only hope. Now, the Senate is in Republican control. But here's the thing. There are some GOP senators that are saying, hey, let's give it up. It's not worth it. Mitch McConnell turned her back on the Republican Party. I uh, heard Lindsey Graham is doing it to Mitt Romney. We already know he's not going to do it. So... That might get a little tricky. Now, I've, and I've said this before. If there's a lot of moderate Democrats that are saying, hey, this is bull. We need to take a stand. I hate this radicalism, which a lot of Democrats have done in the past. They might have a shot, but we'll have to end up seeing what happens on the 6th. So, but anyway, what happens now? we got to take a break. Our first break of the program. Uh, we'll be back in one minute with more great coverage of the election, more great stories. I got lots of it. Stick with me. Be right back.
You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome back. Uh, as we are counting down the final days of the uh, the 2020 election that should be getting wrapped up uh, pretty soon as we head into a very important, the last uh, important, significant event before confirming the exact winner of who's going to lead the country for the next four years. Um, so before the break, we heard from Laura Trump that explained a little bit about what's going to happen on January 6th. Now, it as I mentioned before the break, that there's uh, a lot of things that can happen. Uh, we could have, you know, and I know that there's like 140 House Republicans that have already said that they're going to challenge the results and at least 11 or 12 GOP senators who will. So, you know, regardless of what happened, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be objections. There's going to be debate and it's going to be, a vote. It's not going to be a clean, hey, let's count the hall, well, 535 electoral votes where they open it up. This many votes, this person got this. All in favor say aye, nay, okay. He's the president. You know, it's not going to be that simple this year. No, it's not going to be that simple by a long shot. Now, the only thing that else can happen, and uh, we'll, we'll be getting into this uh We'll be getting in this in just a little bit here in the segment that the only thing that's going to be able to delay the certification on Wednesday is if they can get uh, a mandatory 10 day audit, which that uh, they're uh, they've been uh, talking about a little bit there. So um, and I was going to play this. I got an audio. Well, actually, I got quite a few audio clips that I'm going to play here. But uh, Senator uh, Ron Johnson, you know, he was attacked on Meet the Press on NBC by Chuck Todd on his view on the election results. 
I, what I would like to hold hearings on, you know, what I was talking about, and why did we not spend hundreds of billions of dollars exploring early treatment? Why did we vilify doctors who had the courage to treat COVID patients, practice medicine, try and find available, cheap, repurposed drugs to do so? It's coming up. I, I, I'd love to hold hearings on that. There are all kinds of things that I'd like to hold hearings on. You have to kind of pick and choose based on priorities. Right now, we have this election. We've got tens of millions of Americans that yeah. think this election was stolen. We need to get to the bottom of it. Again, what's what's explained, we need to explain it, get that off the table. But we also have to acknowledge there were some real problems Again, here. There's some issues that need to be explored you, and investigated. you got to ask yourself, when you tell people a million times that something was stolen or something was fraud and then they believe it, um, I think you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself why so many well, people. Well, Chuck, you need to look this. at your mirror and Senator Johnson. You I've got to go. I appreciate you coming Russian on. Collusion I've let you, with, I've let with you the Trump campaign hoax. That is what you did in the media. I, I, you carried that water for years. You destroyed the credibility of uh, no, press. Senator not Johnson. Me. Uh, well, at least he, at least Senator Johnson, uh, fought back a little bit there, but um, you know Mitt Romney also. Gave his uh, view on the election. Now, you know, he's kind of disliked Trump quite a bit. I don't know if it was jealousy or not. But yeah, he thinks it was fair. He thinks the voters decided, oh, we need to change a leadership in the White House. But, you know, people want to still be conservative. That's why uh, conservatives won more House seats. Of course, you know, they didn't take the majority in the House. But apparently... That's what uh, Senator Mitt Romney thinks. Well, uh, I learned that uh, Republicans picked up seats in Congress, uh, held on to the Senate, picked up uh, state houses across the country, but we lost the presidency. Uh, and so it's a bit of a mixed message. I think people uh, are saying that conservative principles still uh, account for the majority of public opinion in our country. I don't think the American people want to sign up for the Green New Deal. I don't think they want to sign up for getting rid of coal or oil or gas. I don't think they're interested in Medicare for all or higher taxes that would slow down the economy. But they do want to see a change in leadership in the White House, apparently, at this stage. And, um, uh, and so it's a message which says, all right, a change in leader, uh, but we're not going to be turning a, a sharp left turn in terms of public policy. So, Yeah, so... Um so he's right. A majority of Americans want conservatism, and that's obviously true. But no, they they, they didn't really vote out uh, President Trump because there's, you know, some young poll uh, those ballot counters that were admitting on Facebook that they and some others tore up votes specifically for Donald Trump and all these mysterious ballots by the tens of thousands that were dropped off only had the president. You know, the the box for the president is the only one that was checked for Joe Biden. All the other offices weren't checked. It tells you something's going on. Though some of them were. I mean, you would think that uh, we would have won more House seats, but uh, don't worry about that. So anyway, Senator Ted Cruz was on Fox News. And now Ted Cruz is leading the charge for... Uh, contesting the electoral votes in the Senate. He's leading the 12 senators that are at this point planning to object to it. 
So, Ted Cruz was on Fox, and he explains his plan, you know, well, not only so much to uh, dispute the votes, but what I was talking about that I mentioned just a few minutes ago, that they can force an emergency audit. Well, good morning, Maria. Happy New Year as well. Thanks for having me. Uh, look, we're at an extraordinary time in our country's history. We, we went into this election with the country deeply divided, deeply polarized, and we've seen in the last two months unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. And, and, and that's produced a deep, deep distrust of our democratic process across the country. I think we in Congress have an obligation to do something about that. We have an obligation to protect the integrity of the democratic system. And, and so this past week, I spent writing out a position and assembling a group that ultimately of 11 senators that we put out yesterday that we will together object to certification in order to force the appointment of an emergency uh, electoral commission to perform an emergency audit of the election results to, to assess these claims of frauds. I think we can do that. We can do it promptly. We can do it in 10 days before the inauguration, but I think we have an obligation to the voters and we have an obligation to the Constitution to ensure that this election was lawful. Yeah, so what he's talking about is what I mentioned too, is that uh, if they have an emergency audit, uh, that will stop the certification on when, well, it will delay it is what I should say, not stop. It, it'll delay it for 10 days till the audit's complete. Now, on the 6th, if they started on the 6th, it'll be done by the 16th. If they started on the 15th, you know, so it'll be before inauguration day. I mean, now, this is close. We're, we're really getting to the end of time. I mean, time is running out. I mean, lots of people say that President Trump should have declared martial law. We should have had re-elections in these states and have it done the right way. No mail-in ballots go to the polls. So race, all that stuff should have been done a long time ago. That should have been done in mid to late November. You know, it'd be nice to get that over before Thanksgiving and then obviously before the Electoral College meets to uh, cast their votes. You know, it's just a lot of time has been wasted. Now, we you know when I played this on my show recently um, where Chief Justice John Roberts when the Supreme Court had the option to do the right thing, but Justice Roberts is afraid of the riot. So they chickened out and there's a lot of Republicans that are starting to chicken out as well. And I'm going to get to that too uh, coming up later in the program because I think it's worth uh, talking about is we know that the Democrats are, you know, they're the liberal ones, they're evil, they're uh, the lying, cheating, stealing, criminal type people and they like to riot when they don't get their way and burn things down and they uh, you know and they like it and the Republicans are the quiet ones they're the ones that don't riot but sometimes you know I just think the Republicans should grow a backbone but uh, that's you know what I think because you know this is something that is worth standing and fighting for. And even uh, Ted Cruz gives his uh, 
little bit of insight on why people aren't fighting like they should be. Well, each of those different players has a different role in our constitutional system. Bill Barr was speaking as to the evidence the Department of Justice saw. The Department of Justice wasn't administering any elections, did not have access to, to particularly widespread evidence on either side of the issue. As for the states, there are a lot of people in the states and state legislatures who've expressed deep, deep concerns uh, about the unlawful practices that we saw on Election Day, that we saw particularly cities controlled by Democratic politicians shutting down the vote, throwing out observers, disregarding the law. Uh, and, and, and finally, you mentioned the Supreme Court. Listen, I, I wish the Supreme Court had taken this case. There, there were two opportunities to take this case, one out of Pennsylvania, one out of Texas. In, in both instances, the, the, the lawyers asked me to argue those cases. And so with regard to the Texas case, President Trump called me and said, Ted, would you, would you do the oral argument in this case if, if the court takes it? I told the president, absolutely, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, I wish the court had taken one or both of those cases. I think the Supreme Court would be a better forum for resolving the, those issues. That obviously was the forum. We resolved issues similarly in 2000 in Bush versus Gore. Unfortunately, the court declined to take those two cases, so we don't have the court stepping in to resolve it. And, and that's why I think Congress has a responsibility. We have an independent obligation to the Constitution. We have an independent obligation to the rule of law. And, and, and the question, look, we've got to vote on January 6th on certification. Yep. And, and every member of Congress faces a dilemma. Frankly, two pretty lousy choices. One, we can vote to certify, not consider any objections. If we do that, that will be heard by a lot of Americans as saying, we don't think voter fraud is a real concern. We don't think these claims should be investigated thoroughly. I know that's not what, what most of us believe. But secondly, and I, I, think, I think all of us rightly don't want to be in a position where we're suggesting setting aside the results of an election just because the candidate that we supported didn't happen to prevail. That's not a principled constitutional position. That's why in, in assembling this group of 11 senators, I was looking for a third option, an option that was really moored in the law. And so I'll tell you what I did, Marie. I, I went back and looked at the historical precedents. I think the strongest precedent is the presidential election of 1876, uh, Hayes versus Tilden. In that election, there were serious allegations of fraud in three different states, in, in Florida, in Louisiana, and in uh, South Carolina. And, and what did Congress do in 1876? Now, now, they didn't throw up their hands and say, well, gosh, we've got allegations of fraud, but we can't do anything about it. We've just got to certify. No, nope, they didn't do that. Yeah. What they did instead is they appointed a commission. It was called an electoral commission, consisted of five House members, five senators, five Supreme Court justices. They considered evidence, they examined the ballots, and they made a determination based upon what the disputed ballots and what the outcome should be. What I'm arguing for right. is Congress ought to do the same thing. We ought to have a fair inquiry, a fair audit into these results, and we, and we ought to resolve these claims, not just dismiss them out of hand. Yeah, and, well, yeah, I'm all for this emergency audit to... Uh, go through all this and it needs also a fair discussion and vote in congress and if the republicans can all just grow back we'll not just say hey i'm gonna pick trump because he's our party no look at the evidence if there's really voter fraud you should do something about it it's the constitutional responsibility and republicans just need to grow a backbone and basically just do their job 
and at least look at the evidence and do the right thing regardless of party. Anyway, second break of the program. Be back in one minute. I definitely have lots more. Stick with me. Be right back. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Of course, these uh, audio clips of uh, Ted Cruz I got off of uh, Fox News, so he's not calling me Maria, just so you know who he's uh, talking to there. So anyway, um, as we were talking about what's going to happen on January 6th, unless there's an emergency audit. So basically stuff that can happen over the next couple of weeks as we uh, get ever so close to Inauguration Day. That's uh, coming up. So, Ted Cruz, you know, yeah, I, I got some more audio clips, and this is actually really good stuff. So, um, you know, got some more to play here of uh, Ted Cruz I got off of uh, Fox News. Um, so, Ted Cruz also, during that interview, goes on to say why we should look into the results. Well, listen, I I think everyone needs to calm down. I I think we need to tone down the rhetoric. This is already a a volatile situation. It's like a tinderbox and and, and throwing throwing lit matches into it. And and so I think the kind of hyperbole we're seeing, the kind of angry language, you know, yesterday when I released my statement with with 10 other senators, I had multiple uh, multiple Democrats uh, urging that, that, that I should be arrested and tried for the crimes of sedition and treason. Now, now look, that's not helpful. At a time when this country, when we're pitted against each other, just relax and let's do our jobs. We have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to follow the law. And and, and let me say, by the way, to those members who may not have a concern about this election, whether you're a Democrat or even some Republicans, the the poll numbers you covered at the top of the show, I I think ought to be deeply troubling to everyone. 39% of Americans think, quote, the election was rigged. And, and that includes 17% of Democrats, 
31% of independents. That's bad for our democracy. That's bad for the legitimacy of any subsequent presidential elections. And so dismissing these claims, I think, does real violence to our democratic system. We ought to have a serious, fair process and tribunal to consider these claims, consider them quickly, consider them expeditiously. We can do it in 10 days before the inauguration. I think that would take major steps to, towards reestablishing trust in our democratic process. And, and I believe that should be a bipartisan objective. We may be too divided today for that to happen, but, but Democrats should be interested in Americans having confidence in our electoral system just as much as Republicans should be. Yeah, and that's uh, definitely the case. You know, I mean, if it's a fair election, what do the Democrats have to be afraid of? You know, although he keeps calling it a democracy, I'm getting sick of people saying democracy. I mean, it's a republic. We have a constitutional Republic, not a democracy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely want to get to the bottom of this. There's tens of millions of Americans who believe the election was stolen. Tens of millions of Americans. And it's creating outrage. And we, so that's something you can't just sweep under the rug and say, oh, well, we'll just deal with it. We'll just make sure the elections are fair in the future and, well, no, 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 that 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 doesn't cut the mustard here. Tens of millions of Americans need answers. So the senator's right. Ted Cruz is right. We need to get to the bottom of it. I mean, if it ends up being fair and, you know, Joe Biden's the real winner, if Mitt Romney was right, you know, that's fine. You know, but we need to definitely do the audits and get to the bottom of this and having quit having people chicken out. Quit having Justice Roberts chicken out because he's afraid of the riots. You know, the other, uh, all, most of the other justices on the Supreme Court wanted to take the case and they probably would have did the right thing. But no, I mean, then we got people just chickening out, not having a backbone. Uh, that's just, you know, not going to, cut things right there so um as we do get closer to january 6th ted cruz on that same interview on fox news explains a little bit more about what the constitution says about challenging these results well, that, then the results have to be set aside. If there's evidence of fraud and it's substantial and significant enough to ex affect the results in a particular state, then, the, the, then those election results would have to be set aside. And, and, and the states would then have to determine, all right, we have a valid claim here. The evidence supports it. We need to conduct elections consistent with the law. You know, the Constitution gives the responsibility of counting the ballots to the vice president of the United States, Vice President Mike Pence, and to both houses of Congress. And, and, and the framers of the Constitution, when they assigned a task to the Congress, they knew what they were doing. You know, there's some folks who are saying, this is purely a ministerial act. They just have to, you know, count them and walk out and you have no judgment whatsoever. Well, that frankly doesn't make any sense. Why would the framers give to Congress something that could be given to a clerk? The reason they gave it to Congress is they understood there are difficult determinations about what counts as a valid vote. You know, following the 1876 election, um, 10 years later, in, in 1887, Congress passed a statute, the, the statute that we're operating under. It's called the Electoral Count Act. 
And what it provides is the mechanism for raising an objection. And it says you can raise an objection if the votes were not regularly made uh, by lawfully certified electors. And so in this instance... If you have states that are violating the law, that are committing fraud, those votes are not being regularly made and those are not lawfully certified electors. And so that Congress's responsibility is to address these claims. I understand that, that, that for some of my colleagues, that's a hard choice. It's not a responsibility they welcome. Whether, whether we welcome it or not, the Constitution gives us that responsibility, and, and, and we need to step forward yeah. and defend the rule of law and protect the integrity of our elections. Yeah, so he explains a little bit more, you know, and I've been saying this throughout the program and even on past programs, that the Constitution is designed... You know, like the senator was saying, for situations like this. And it's designed a certain way for a reason. When we have electoral votes, there's a reason why we have the electoral college as opposed to counting the presidential election with just the popular vote. There's a reason for that. And I've been explaining this all along. It's just so that way each state has equal say. That way the... Bigger states don't have more control. Um, it gives kind of a more of an even playing field. Our founding fathers, and I think they're the greatest men in the history of the world that I think. Uh, they were so strategic to develop the Constitution. And uh, with the, the certification and the Congress that can have power to you know, change the election if needed and the way it's up to the states and all that stuff. It's strategically planned on purpose for a particular reason. And, you know, I think the Constitution should be followed. Um, You know, and with the um, objections coming up on Wednesday, like I said, there's going to be a lot of them. Uh, Mitch McConnell, he decided to back down after the electoral, uh, the electors voted and said, okay, it's a career suicide. It's not worth it. It's going to make you look bad. Let's not do it. Well, no, because an objection is a constitutional right. The senators and congressmen, they have a constitutional right to do this and they shouldn't be punished for it. Now, as we know, with a Texas lawsuit a few weeks ago, that was filed to the Supreme Court. Of course, that's the one that the Supreme Court didn't take up. That there's over 100, what was it, like 126 congressmen that signed on to it as in support. And then uh, some Democrat told Nancy Pelosi, well, let's not seat them. Uh, That's treason, which is not treason. Treason is sticking up for other countries and turning it back on America. But anyway, that's, it's, that's not treason. It's a constitutional right. You're basically signing a petition. Signing on to the law. That's a constitutional right. So they threatened that. They told Nancy to have them not seated because they can't serve office because of rebellion and treason, you know, which is a bunch of bull. But they're seated anyway. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's really pushing luck if she were to 
not do that. I mean, what are you going to do? Kick 126 members of of Congress out because they signed a petition? So we have to have elections to replace them? That is way abuse of power. Had she would have done that. And do you think the protesters attacking her house was wrong over uh, New Year's weekend? You wouldn't see anything yet had had she would have done that. But I'm grateful that Nancy didn't do that because we didn't want to have to see a bigger problem on her hands. But no, it, it's a constitutional right. Okay, and um, before we go to the break, I want to got one more audio clip from uh, Senator Ted Cruz, and he talks a little bit more about, see, I've been talking about what happens on January 6th, but on January 5th is the two uh, Georgia Senate runoffs. And Ted Cruz talks a little bit more about why this race is so important. Yeah, so I was in Georgia yesterday campaigning with Kelly Leffler. I'm actually, as soon as we finish, jumping on a plane, flying back to Georgia to campaign today again. I think these two Georgia Senate races on on January 5th are, without exaggeration, the most important Senate races of our entire lifetime. If we see a Democratic majority, a Chuck Schumer majority, I think they will do generational damage. It will empower the extreme, angry leftist voices in the Democratic Party. And and so I would say to folks at home, if you are in Georgia, please, please, please come out and bring your friends and your family and your neighbors, because we're seeing massive Democratic turnout and and the consequences. I think the people of Georgia want to see a reasonable check and balance. They don't want to see the extreme, the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warrens and AOCs having no restraints on them whatsoever. Georgia will decide that. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I think we're going to win both races in Georgia, but it's going to depend on turnout on Election Day. Yep, it uh, definitely is going to depend upon uh, turnout. Uh, Make sure all conservatives and Republicans, patriots, whoever, get out. Uh, Because we can't have Democrats take over everything because the courts will be packed. That's one thing we want to keep from happening is having the the Supreme Court get packed because it will do generational damage like Ted Cruz was saying. Because the Democrats, if they have their way, they pack the Supreme Court and they're in control of everything, they will pass laws to take away our constitutional rights because they don't care about the Constitution. They'll take away your guns, make Christianity illegal, take away our rights, and there's nothing we can do about it because the Supreme Court won't do anything about it. It'll be stacked in their favor. Generational damage is because it's going to take a long time to undo that. We have too many justices that will last for 20, 30, 40 years Till we have enough Republican control again, if that happens, to end up replacing the judges or justices that many years down the road. So it will have uh, generational damage. And like I said before, i still trying to figure out how this is going to work if that were to happen, because the Republicans will have at least 50 seats. The Democrats will have 48 Senate seats and independents, too. So I don't know how that's going to all work. I know the independents seem to vote with the Democrats a lot. But uh, we'll see how this has to work. I mean, of course, a lot of moderates are going to have to step up and object to a lot of the liberal bills and stuff that comes from the Democrats. 
Um, but this is going to be interesting. I mean, America can be doomed, you know, like the senator was saying, if uh, we don't win, if Republicans don't at least take those seats to have some control to balance the power. I mean, and that's really what it ends up being. Balance the power, not control everything, but balance the power because it keeps the Democrats in check. Because as far as packing the Supreme Court, they can't have it if they don't have enough votes in the Senate. You know, so that's going to how it's going to balance the power. So they'll have to pass more bipartisan legislation, you know, because they won't pass the Senate if uh, we at least have Republican control in the Senate. Anyway, time for one more break, our last break of the program. Got some more other stories coming up as well before we adjourn this first episode of the new year. Be back in one minute. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And we are back. Our first episode of 2021. Getting off with a bang. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, hopefully we like to keep it that way. This uh, ever so popular Brian Wallenberg show getting lots of listeners all over the world. Uh, this is where everybody gets uh, their news, politics, and great insights. And uh, well, speaking of getting a lot of great insights, I talked about this early in the program. Now I want to get uh, a little bit deeper into something that I have insights on. Have opinions on your favorite top news stories? Well, so does Brian. All of your news delivered like no one else. It's time for Brian's News Insights. And I've seen posts on uh, Facebook and social media a little bit here about 
A lot of members of the Republican Party saying the Republicans need to grow a backbone. Well, uh, yeah, this one post that says that we need to form our own party, the uh, Patriot Party with the symbol of a lion as their symbol, saying uh, the Democrats are too corrupt, the Republicans don't have a backbone, and, uh, well, Patriots... Oh, they stick up for the Constitution and American values. Well, which is good, um, but you know, if I mean forming the 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 Patriots Party, that that would be a good idea. But what also be a good idea is we have a party that already exists. It's one of the smaller parties. It's called the Constitution Party, and I've been checking these guys out, and I think that the Constitution Party is a really good conservative party. Now, take a look at their platform, and wherever, whatever you click on to look at their platform, like where they stand on taxes, defense, blah, 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 you name it, it's backed up with a passage, when they give their insight, they give their pa- uh, a passage in the Constitution that talks about it, and that's what they go by with their platform. I think that's pretty straight up. It's it's pretty conservative. Um, I figure if I ever run from office, I'm not really big enough to run uh, as a Republican because I won't make it past the primaries. But if I was going to run for something third party, I would run with the Constitution Party. But if they want to form the Patriot Party, that's fine. You know, because, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, as we talk about the changes of the party. Now, I've been talking about this for a long, long, long time on the on my program. Democrats aren't what they used to be. They were always kind of liberal. They used to be actually mildly conservative, you know, decades ago. And even in the 80s and 90s, they're still mildly conservative. Uh, they were still for America. Even Barack Obama and Bill Clinton were a little bit for America. They stuck up for border security until Donald Trump became president. But in the last so many years, AIDS has become so corrupt, so un-American, so communist, and want to destroy America that we call them the far left. Because there's a lot of moderate Democrats that still want to be member of the party of old, but even they want to leave the party. The Republicans haven't changed a lot, except for probably the past couple weeks or so. As I've been mentioning throughout the program, and I said I was going to talk about this later on, well, the time is now, a lot of Republicans just won't grow a backbone. Now, we know the Democrats, you know, respond with violence. They didn't get in their way. They burned something down. If they would have lost the election, if Donald Trump would have won, cities will be burning down because that's what the Democrats do. They don't get their way, burn stuff down. Now, the Republicans, we didn't get our way. We got gypped. Big time in the election. But do you see any of us burning anything down? No. We just don't do that kind of stuff. Now, with what happened to Nancy's home over the weekend, you know, it sounds like something a Democrat would do, really. I mean, you know, because they even said 2000 is not enough. We want everything. It doesn't sound like a Republican to me. Um, but anyway, I mean, enough of Nancy Pelosi's house. But Republicans, just they're just not growing a backbone. I mean, like I said, Mitch McConnell is now saying, oh, let's not fight the results. We'll just give everything to the Democrats. And even Lindsey Graham is starting to do that. And 
quite frankly, some others. And people, faithful members of the Republican Party are getting upset. They're like, no, why is everybody doing this? Why is everybody not growing a backbone? So the Republican Party is starting to change now, too. So we do need some other parties. The far left can stay Democrat and the weakling can stay Republicans. But maybe the bigger party should be the Patriot Party or the Constitution Party or some other party. So, you know, we might have to do that. I would like the Republican Party to stay the goody two-shoe party and not commit violence and stuff. But if we can at least grow a backbone, we could get through this. We could overturn the results of the election in Congress. If we have enough, if every Republican is on board, we can take this in Congress. And if for some reason we did have a 50-50 vote in the Senate on the 6th, Mike Pence, who is the president of the Senate, his vote counts too as a tiebreaker. And you know who he's going to vote for. So, yeah, anyway, that's how that is. Anyway, got one more topic to talk about before we adjourn here. The mainstream media is full of fake news. Can't tell what's fake or not? Well, Brian is here to expose it on That's Fake News. All right, well, there's been a call, uh... Just recently with uh, President Trump calling the Georgia Secretary of State. And that's gotten a lot of controversy. I mean, it was uh, the call was between Donald Trump and Georgia Secretary of State and some other election officials in the state. And I listened to the whole call. I mean, it was Donald Trump discussing election integrity um, can we out of the votes? Can we double check everything or the problems with the machines and go online and look up the whole call? I mean, it's an hour long. It might get kind of boring, but it's actually very interesting. I got it all on recording here in the studio. Got it on CD actually, so I can have it forever. But the media did a great job picking a, like a one minute little part of Donald Trump asking him to check the results, yada, 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 and turning it in round and saying, and I'm going to play this for you too, saying that uh, Donald Trump begged and pushed and bullied the Secretary of State to overturn the election. I'm going to play this, and that's not what happened. So let's go in and and check this out here. I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I no, you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a. You know that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And and you know you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan. Your lawyers, that's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery. uh, And they're moving it as fast as they can. 
both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. Yeah, he won the state, and it's, you know, and all he says, that's how, that, that's how many votes he needs. He's not, he didn't say anything about, hey, uh, just find votes for me, um, change the numbers, rig it. He did not say that at all. I mean, the call's one hour. I'm not going to play the whole thing on the program. Go look it up if you really want to listen to it. But he didn't say that at all. He just said that's how many votes he's looking for. Yeah, because they're lost and all this, uh, you know, the votes that were just cast out, um, not counted, uh, shredded, which a lot of the counters were doing, and that's been proven, and false votes and dead people voting. And he's looking at them, and he heard them. He heard the president say, you need to look at that and check it out, and we need to do audits. That's how many votes he needs. That's all he said. He didn't tell him to change the numbers. So the media is lying. And I'm saying that too. The media is lying when they say that. So I just wanted to correct that little thing here on my program. So, but anyway, that's it for my program for this episode. Be back very soon. Please check out my website. And Georgians, get out and vote. This is very important. And I'll definitely see you next time. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show. To learn more about Brian and this radio program, head on over to www.brianwallenberg.com and click on Brian Wallenberg Show for contact information and on where you can listen to the show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.